It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and to rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. Today's episode is on a topic that most homeowners rarely think of, yet it plays a crucial role in our health, indoor air quality. Our guest, Kevin Smith, is a passionate air quality specialist and one of our very own here at Panasonic, serving as general manager of the Life and Device Solutions Division and Visual Systems Department at Panasonic Canada. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks, Susan. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of things in that title, isn't there? <laughs> There sure is. That's always great to chat with my friends up in Canada. I love our friends on the Canadian team. So I heard your presentation at CES earlier this year, which we'll get into that. How did you land an expertise role around indoor air quality? How did you get there? In my my corporate uh, role, um, I was working on trying to figure out how we can build better homes. And you know, it's easy to talk about building materials. It's easy to talk about design solutions. But one of the areas that we really haven't focused on as an industry is the health of the home. And that really became a, an area that I wanted to look at and I wanted our teams to look at. And that's where we, how we moved to where we are today and how I became passionate about this. And this is a, this is a scary place to be. We're talking about in our homes, in our offices, we're looking at air that's two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air. And we're talking about city air. Um, So what we're breathing inside can be really challenging. And if we don't address that, we're leaving our nests, the places where we want to be most safe, where we want our families to be most safe safe and healthy. We're leaving them unprotected if we don't focus on indoor air quality. That is just shocking to me, that statistic about the air quality being unhealthier inside. Um, that And you guys did a survey around that, right? How healthy is my home? Uh, and you found a drastic shift in the perception of indoor air quality um, once you educated folks. But why do you think people don't really have an awareness about indoor air quality or why it's not a priority for most homeowners and builders today? Well, I think that for the homeowners, it's just an assumption that the air in their house is going to be healthy. What they don't realize is that, you know, if we go back and we look at houses were built in the 1920s, let's say, um, you know, that great craftsman or, um, uh, or, or mission-style house that was, was popular in the 20s, there were great houses to live in and, and millions of people were raised in houses like that. Or we go into the 50s and the, the brick bungalows that went up in the subdivisions all across North America. Um, great homes and, and millions of families were raised in them. But they were energy inefficient. They leaked like sieves. And that was a good thing and a bad thing. From an air quality standpoint, it was a good thing because we constantly had the air changing the house. But as we became more and more energy aware from the 80s forward, we tightened the houses up. And we made it less and less possible for natural air exchanges to occur. And when we did that, we created a closed environment. So if you think about it, in effect, what we've done in a lot of houses 
where we haven't put proper ventilation in place is we've essentially put ourselves inside a plastic bag and we're rebreathing everything that's in the plastic bag. And one of the salespeople that works for me has a kind of a, a great slash gross um, analogy for this. And that's, you know, you go to bed at night in a house that is not properly ventilated and you're spending the night breathing in everybody else's skin cells. And you're also creating an environment where four out of five homes have dust mite allergens in at least one bed. When we go to cook during the day, we, you know, we, we want that, the, the romance of that gas of um, a cooktop. Well, that's great, except that we're taking the equivalent of taking a barbecue, bringing it into our house, firing it up, and letting all those particulates come into our home. And if we're not properly ventilating that, those are particles that are so small, they can enter directly into the bloodstream. Hmm. So that's fascinating how over decades, the, the building approaches have impacted the air quality. And now with the pandemic and everyone spending more time at home, uh, I'm assuming that has an impact as well on the air we're breathing on a daily basis. What do you think um, the past two years have, what impact have they had on indoor air quality the past two years? It's made us more aware of it. Um, you know, we're conscious of it because we're reminded, or at the height of the pandemic, we were reminded day after day that there were viral loads being uh, put out into the air that we breathe, whether it was in our workplace, whether it was where we were shopping, or whether it was in our homes. And we started to protect ourselves from it. And we became more aware of the implications of stale um, or unhealthy indoor air. Um, it just took the, the awareness and ratcheted it up in, in a way that um, now um, there's, a, there's a movement afoot to focus on the healthy home. Now, for years, builders tried to focus on the energy component. And to be honest with you, it was a tough sell for them. Um, you know, they were spending tens of thousands of dollars making great homes um, that were incredibly energy efficient. Unfortunately, consumers just didn't care. Homeowners just didn't care that much. They didn't see, you know, people buy homes emotionally. Um, when I started my current role, we commissioned one of the leading um, consumer research organizations in North America to do a study about the, the, the home buyer's journey. And what we discovered in that was that it's an emotional journey. So little of it is fact-based. So little of it is about return on investment. It's what are you comfortable with? What do you desire? Everything from that granite countertop um, to, to, to lots of light, and now a focus on, on healthy air. Um, so it's the, the building community um, was a little once bitten, twice shy when it became clear that there was a focus on healthy home. The difference is that we discovered is in this study is that people will pay for healthy home. So for very reasonable amounts of add-ons, builders can make their homes far more healthier than they are or than they were in the past. They can choose materials that let off less VOCs. Um, they can choose to reimagine the way they ventilate their homes. 
They can choose to uh, change the way they manage humidity in the homes, which is a huge factor, both for comfort and for, uh, and for health. They can think about combustion gases, whether it's from fossil fuel heating, um, water um, equipment or home equipment, open fireplaces, etc., and change the way they approach that. Um, and that's a big uh, category that, that governments right across North America are stressing and driving both through codes and through rebate programs for uh, builders and consumers. Well, as the name of the show would in- imply, we inspire our listeners and, and talk about things that would rethink uh, the way we do things today. So when it comes to indoor air quality, why should listeners rethink their approach to clean air? Well, I think, you know, if, if you believe that your home is the, the most sacred ground in your life, um, where your family should be most comfortable, um, it's an imperative for you to, um, to, to rethink that. And you know, we've just taken it for granted. We go out and we go to our friends at Whole Foods and we get great organic produce. Uh, and we're happy to pay for that. We don't want to take water out of the taps anymore. We want it filtered or we want it in bottles. Um, and we're, we're thinking more intelligently about what we put into our bodies. Um, certainly as far as food and water is concerned, we think a lot about that. But if I told you that during the day, the average human being takes in four pounds of food, eight pounds of fluids, and 31 pounds of air, which one do you think we should be focused on? <laughs> Sounds like we need to go on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for folks who are interested in changing their approach, what are some steps you can do to improve your indoor air quality? Well, I think you can engage with your, with your local indoor air quality experts. Um, a lot of them are in the energy, uh, in the energy auditing field. Um, some of them just specialize in uh, indoor air quality, but really it starts with looking at your home and auditing your, your home and understanding what you're doing there. Um, you know, the house should be, should have adequate mechanical ventilation, um, whether it's uh, uh, in, certainly in the washroom, in the kitchen, um, we're big fans of um, energy recovery ventilator systems, uh, which go on the um, the main uh, uh, the main central central heating and air conditioning systems. These are great tools for managing both your energy consumption and for managing the humidity in the house, which, as I said earlier on, is going to make for more comfortable air uh, air quality and also mitigate against the formation of, uh, of molds and viruses. Um, even the growth of bacteria and, um, uh, and other pollutants can be managed with having an ERV on their system. Um, if they're in a system where they're in a ductless environment, they need to consider um, what some of the products that are out there, um, such as the Nano EX system or the the ClimaPure system, um, and products from a, a host of 
manufacturers that, uh, that can help provide cleaner air in those kinds of environments. Um, crack a window. Simple things like that um, are, are really key as well. So the old airing out the house in the spring <laughs> is Not probably a, a good plan. practice. <laughs> more so a, a little more often than just annually. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I, I just really never um, put that much thought into it. And now you've really opened my eyes into, um, you know, I've always thought of air quality mainly just as like an allergy thing, but um, there's just so much more to it. And it's, so you say the best... Everything. Yeah, it's best to start with an audit, a home audit of your air quality, and then figure out where you go from there. Yep. And if you're buying a new home, look for builders that are emphasizing healthy homes and are giving you choices. And sometimes they'll, uh, for example, um, they'll create packages, healthy packages, um, that allow you to choose VOC-free materials. Um, uh, VOCs, uh, I guess, you know, I... I I hate people that wander around with uh, um, uh, with 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 little short forms of things. VOCs are volatile organic compounds, and most people don't realize that everything from the paint on your wall to the carpeting on your floor to the vinyl flooring to the engineered wood flooring, all of these things emit VOCs. Probably the most common one being formaldehyde. Um, some uh, some states, such as California, through their CARB standard. Um, limit the amount of VOCs that some of these products can emit. But in other states, it's pretty much a Wild West show. So um, it's important to look at that. And as I said, there are builders out there that allow you either do it as a standard part of their build um, or that allow you to choose materials that are VOC-free. And when you're um, talking to a builder about your home, ask the question, how are you managing the air in this house? What are you doing for ventilation? Is there an energy recovery recovery ventilator on this system? Um, how are you mitigating against the hazards of indoor air quality? These are all questions that when you're purchasing a new home, you should be asking a, a builder. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You've given us a lot to rethink, pun intended, and uh, um, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. My pleasure. Thanks, Susan. It's great to have the opportunity to spread the word about the importance of indoor air quality. Wonderful. Thank you. Before we sign off, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink.